Hello, Parent Warrior. I'm doing something very special for parents of children who have reading problems or ADHD. If you're tired of hearing your child say to themselves, I'm not smart or I can't do this, I have something special for you that I know will help. It's my free Building Child Confidence Intensive Workshop Series. This is a five-day challenge that I only do a few times a year, and I do it live. So register for my next challenge at buildingchildconfidence.com. Now, if you do need immediate assistance or help, and you want to discuss your child's problem privately, then schedule a complimentary 15-minute consultation call. Either way, I am here to serve. Go to jessicashields.com to schedule your call today. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mama four, Jessica Shields. Hello and welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. Again, I am so glad you are tuning in. Today, I am going to be sharing with you three things you should be doing this summer to prevent your child from slipping down that summer slide of a learning loss during those long breaks. It is real. And so these three things are very critical and very crucial to brain development. And these things will keep their knowledge intact while they enjoy the summer rest period. Yes, I said rest. Uh, But what you are going to learn is what researchers have found to be the difference between higher achieving students and those who fall further and further behind. It's very interesting and fascinating research. And of course, I am going to leave you with your loving reminder and of course your challenge. So stick around for that as well. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the barriers to our thinking. Maybe as parents, maybe we have some limiting beliefs about what is possible during the summer. Maybe we might find ourselves making excuses. Uh, So I just want to talk a little bit about that. And if we think about what we might be telling ourselves, maybe we're saying, you know, Summer is for relaxing. We've already stressed out a whole school year. We just want to relax. We don't want to do anything. Let's veg out. Let's just take a brain break. Well, okay. But here's the reality. It's okay to take brain breaks, but not during the entire summer. The brain is a muscle and the more it gets exercised, the stronger it becomes. Think about what that means for your child when they're returning to school in the fall. Again, remember that research says that those children who are exercising their brains all year round, they don't have that uh, regression in their learning uh, compared to those who are taking long brain breaks when they could be exercising that muscle. So just keep that in mind. Now, here's something else that I have heard parents say, 
And I want to talk about the reality of that. So I might hear someone say, I don't have time to do anything extra because I still have to work. My kid's out of school. You know, okay, well, here's the reality. Yeah, you might still have to work, uh, but they also need to be doing something. And learning should never be perceived. Here's the key. and It should never be perceived as something extra because that type of messaging will cause your child to feel like learning is a chore and not something they should enjoy. It will always be seen as something that is temporary. And once this is over, then I can stop learning. You know, that's not the attitude we want our kids to have about education. Education can take them so far in life. And so when we have the right mindset and attitude around education, they will too. But we definitely have to be role models. And we really want to think about how we prioritize time, because that is also key to getting them to understand that education is important, and it's not anything extra. And it's not necessarily something that has to be hard. It's not necessarily something that has to be seen as bad, really. It should be seen as something exciting. And so honestly, it really should. And that's another topic for another day. But that is another thing we might be telling ourselves, or at least I've heard parents say that. Now, here's another one. What we may be telling ourselves, well, my child is a high achiever already, so there's no need to learn more until school starts, right? Uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. The reality is as children grow older, that gap between the ones who uh, started as high achievers and those who were, well, let's just say, quote unquote, average achievers began to level out. So, In the beginning, when they're younger, we may see some difference, but as time progresses, more work needs to be put in to the, 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 the idea of being a high achiever. Okay. So that means that there's more work, more effort. You have to put forth more in that process to get there. And so at some point, these children who aren't used to, working as much and they think that, oh, this just comes naturally to me. They're not consistently challenging themselves. And this happens all, well, all year long. Like you should be challenging yourselves even when you're on breaks, but they're not doing that. So they're slowing down their progress. And over time, those who are being consistent and putting in effort and taking on new challenges, they begin to surpass those who have the quote unquote natural ability that's not being worked on or exercised. So that's the reality. And that's the research. Now, here's something else that I've heard. My child has a learning disability and gets stressed about school. So I don't want them to have to even think about it until we have to go into the new school year, right? Well, that's kind of like a brain break. And the reality is that if you have a child with a learning disability, they're at even greater risk of learning loss than their neurotypical peers. They often need even more support for learning And that takes place over longer periods of time. That's what helps them maintain what they have learned during the school year. Now, here's something that 
is known in the special education realm. It's called extended school year or ESY. It's very similar to summer school, but it's the purpose is of it is really to make sure that the skills that children gain during the school year are not lost and that there's no regression. So if you think about extended school year for children who have higher needs, maybe in a a special day class, that is what services they get. So they still get their services during the summer. Now, if you think about if your child is in maybe some type of uh, resource program, maybe they're just needing some support in reading, or even if they're they aren't in special education, they still have an opportunity to take some summer classes and they can take summer classes to get ahead. But the point I'm making is they're still exercising that brain muscle. Okay. And there are other ways that you can definitely exercise that brain muscle. So it doesn't have to be summer school, but I did want to talk about the benefits of summer school. And it is not always bad. It's not always making up a course. It can be getting ahead, which is great. I know they love to have their schedules open, especially when they're in high school. Now, with all that said, Let's look at how we can really reframe this concept of learning and education. So learning, first of all, does not have to take place in a classroom. Children can learn in many different ways and they can benefit from being exposed to a variety of experiences. That's really what learning is, is the exposure of a variety of experiences. It's taking on new challenges. It's trying to solve problems. It's just uh, being able to make new connections with the world in a way that you didn't before. And what happens in the brain, like physically, you're creating these new neurons and new connectors are connecting and uh, the synapses are firing off and And learning is taking place. And so the brain is very malleable and it can grow. It can stretch. It's flexible. And that's what we want to do. We want to flex our brains or flex our knowledge and our learning so that we're constantly open to growing and that we are growing. So, okay, here it is. The three major ways to prevent your child from slipping down the learning loss slide. I think of a slipping slide is like, (laughs) it's very, you have the water going down and it's like, you can't even, you know, keep your control. So if they're not doing anything this summer, then they're going to lose control of maintaining all that they learn (laughs) throughout the school year. So the first thing is, this is so easy I say easy, but it's easy to implement. Let's say that. Read, read, read. If your child struggles with reading, first of all, they can read at their instructional reading level. If their instructional reading level is very low, then they can have books read to them and they can follow along with the pictures. And so that is a great way to build literacy. Reading not only builds 
uh, an understanding of vocabulary, but it also builds comprehension and connection to the real world. And sometimes it allows them to go into their own world and to learn from someone else's experience through a book. So read, read, read. And one of my favorite ways to increase reading comprehension is to encourage reading nonfiction. So if we think about video games, sometimes we look at video games as something that's bad, but there is some good in it when they're reading the instructions or instruction instruction manuals in the game. Those are very technical documents as nonfiction. It is actually helping them. So maybe a new game that they have to figure out how all the features work. But of course, in moderation with screen time. But that's just an idea of how you can get them reading and trying to figure out things. And even if it has a cheat code book to go with it, what another wonderful way to get them reading? Reading should be high interest. So if they're reading in their high interest areas, that's when you get more bang for your buck. So that's why I love read, read, read. Now I have stooped so low, (laughs) I say, I have actually challenged my kids to read. And let's just say, I'm not going to say stoop so low. I put in place an incentive, quote unquote, program in my home where if they read so many books or if they read certain books, Uh, And sometimes if they take notes on them, then they do get paid and it incentivizes them like nobody's business. But, hey, do what you got to do to make sure that your child is getting fed and their brain is being exercised. So that's number one. Number one, read, read, read. Number two, do some math weekly. I'm not even saying every day, just every week, a little math. You can go to Khan Academy. Now, if they have some really great Uh, features on Khan Academy. It may be a little bit older for some of the young ones. Maybe not. It just depends on where your child is. But there are other things like IXL, there's Dreambox, and I don't get paid for any of these. But these are just some ideas that came right off the top of my head, just thinking about what I've done in the past, just some math books or some math, just that even if it's a review, that's fine too, because review is really good. Uh, especially when they're going back to school, they're going to do review, but at least it'll give them some small wins and they can feel very confident because they've already reviewed. They're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I feel very confident in this area of math and I'm ready to build on the skills that I've learned from the previous year because they have continued to review. Now, after so much review, they might want to say, get some new knowledge. Maybe they're like, you know, this is kind of boring. I think that I can try to learn something different. And that's where you want them. You want them a little bit bored and maybe encouraged to learn something new that relates to what they already know. So don't make it too hard, but make sure that whatever they're doing in that math that they're doing a little bit weekly, it could be 20 minutes, something um, that they are connecting it to what they already know, not where they struggle. So what they already know, building on what they already know is going to give them that sense of accomplishment, that small wind, and that's what they need. Number three, curate 
experiences that feed into what they already enjoy doing. I love summer camps, summer camps, whether it's online, in person, maybe it's a family outing, you're visiting a new place and you're learning some history and how it connects to what you already know, your background knowledge. And so maybe you might want to encourage them to create something new. And that could be videos, that could be recipes, whatever it is, allow them to connect to that creative side or that high interest side of themselves. That is going to really make them feel great, encouraged, excited about learning something new. Remember, learning does not have to always take place in the classroom. Learning is happening all around us. And sometimes we know that, but we just need a reminder that this is what learning is. And we're always learning. And when you're taking on those new challenges, you're you're learning. And you want them to understand that doing something different having the courage to do something new is learning and it will take them far simply by taking on new challenges. That right there is going to take your child so far in life. But again, I love curating experiences that feed into what they already are doing. One thing that my daughter is doing this summer, she, first of all, she loves computer science. And so she just likes coding. She just is drawn to it. She loves it. She enjoys it. She loves to learn about it. So she's taking some type of artificial intelligence summer camp online. And then also she is doing a little coding class at the university just because she wants to. And it's something she is just very interested in. Now she's still in high school and she's doing these things, but it's because it's her interest area. Otherwise, she would not be doing it. So I wouldn't be like, okay, I want you to take this medical course. Because she's like, no, I hate blood. (laughs) I I don't want to be a doctor or I don't want to be in the health field. So no, I would not have her doing things that she does not enjoy. I'm like, what do you want to do? And so we looked at some opportunities and I let her choose and, and we just go for it and do what you can. And everything doesn't have to cost money either. You can do some things that are free because free is great. And the communities have a lot of free activities or low cost activities that can still spark your child's interest. You can also look back at the school districts and what they have going on in the summer. Check with the parent engagement centers. Find out what community resources you have and plug in. In boy, it's going to be a wonderful summer of learning, and learning is fun. Let's make sure that we reframe it in that way so that that's what they get from us, and that's the feedback that they take with them as they are growing. So, by now, I hope that you are just ruminating over what you plan to have your child do for the summer because you know the value of keeping their brains sharp and in good shape all year long. There are no excuses with you. Okay, so here's your challenge. 
set up a schedule that incorporates all three (laughs) ways to keep your child off that summer slide of learning loss. Not your child. No, no, no. And I just want to just leave you with a loving reminder. And that is that learning can be fun. So just find ways to have fun with it. That's it. Just have fun. Learning is fun. Well, Parent Warrior, I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss any other episodes. And as you think about that brother, that cousin, that sister, that friend who needs this information, hey, just share the link, parentthemsuccessful.com. You can screenshot it. You can send it to them however you want a link to the Apple uh, Podcasts app, whatever it is, whatever you listen to, because sharing is what makes this journey important and fruitful for another friend or another parent. And we are a village, right? So share in your village. Now, if you're the type of parent like me who is serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, then join my email list for more free content to help you on your parenting journey. You can find that at strongermindsstrongeryouth.com forward slash join the list. All the links, everything that I talked about today will be in the show notes. So I have you covered there. But I just want you to know, I do appreciate you and I thank you for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.